You ready? You ready, E? All right. So don't do that. <laughs> don't ever do that. All right. So, Patrice, let's talk about how we got here. Right. Eddie Curry. Drafted out of high school. Two minutes. 2001. Two minutes. This oh, No, we're going to do it like we do our movies. So you got this dashing young playboy, you know, really learning life, was thrust into this professional world. Bro, we got this, two minutes. <laughs> <all right. laughs> There's no way. There's it no way. way. Hello. 22 years and two minutes, and that's how you're going to start? Right. All right, come on. Jeez. I'll let you. I'll let you give us the chronologicals then. Go ahead. Ready? You could just chime so, in. So, Patrice. Okay. We met. I was working for the Bulls. You were drafted to the Bulls. You pursued me for a good six months. Um, I finally gave in. We started dating. I thought you were too young for me uh, because you had just graduated high school in 01 and I had just graduated college. And so it took a little um, convincing to get me to uh, date you. Mm -hmm. But I did. I did. I did. Eventually you fell for the charm. I did. I did. And, uh, I fell in love with you. I felt right. like you were a great big teddy bear and you could just hold me and love me forever. And like you said, right? And you popped out a bunch of my children. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it was some ups and downs. It yeah. was some, um, you know, some dark, some dark times, to say the least. Yeah, definitely um, had a lot of lows But in it was there. a lot of love. 21 um, years later. 21 years later, we got the Brady Bunch household. We got a... Uh, Six kids Six living kids under one here. roof. Um, two outside of this marriage. Yeah. Um, which, you know, a lot of people might see that as a deal breaker. Uh, you didn't. Mm. And I think that that kind of made us stronger. So thank you. Mm. You're my muse. Mm. I think. <laughs> I hear people saying that, right? I don't think you're using but that right. I may not but it's be using okay. that right. If it means if it means that you're my my beautiful inspiration, my everything. And then so, <laughs> and then so, here we are, 21 years later, right? 21 years later. It's a long time. You said a two minute. Sometimes shot I feel like you still going. 21 years you just can't is stop. so long. Like you that's just a can't long stop. time. Right. 21 years it is. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get it. It's Carmel and Cheddar Bay. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Bay. A forever thing is Carmel and Cheddar Bay. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Bay. A forever thing. We're Carmel and Cheddar. We watch reels together. Late nights, letterman, relationship veterans. I watch screens and make points. I'm the weatherman. She wear hard on her sleeve like a letterman. Too much flavor. Grew up famous. Shottown raised us. New York paid us. Carmel and Cheddar is that Shottown mix. She the Northside queen. I'm the Southside kid. We out of this world like a sci-fi flick. But if it ain't about love, then it's not about this. Cause we've been through everything. Thought it would never change. I gave her a wedding ring, but came up for everything. It's Carmel and Cheddar Bay. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Bay. A forever thing is Carmel and Cheddar Bay. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Bay. Hey guys, I'm Eddie Curry, and this is my glamorous wife, Patrice, and welcome to the Carmel and Cheddar Podcast. Now, I've got 10 years experience in the NBA, and that pales in comparison to the 16 that I've gotten being married. So those 16 years make us believe that we are highly qualified to watch love films and dissect them and tell you guys how we see the love in the movies. And believe it or not, we don't always align. Really? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thought? <laughs> All right, guys, we got a great one for you today. We checked out the Netflix original Malcolm and Marie, starring Zendaya and John David Washington. 
AKA Denzel Washington's son. Oh yeah. And I'll tell you, it was crazy because you notice right away that they're the only two in the whole film. But this is because it was filmed during the pandemic. Yeah, so it was just the two of them in this house and Zendaya's in the kitchen whipping up some Kraft mac and cheese and she's acting passive aggressively angry, right? And Malcolm is like, what's up? He keeps asking her what's wrong and she's like, nothing, nothing, nothing. To uh, finally, she just decides to just let it all out. Yeah, well, I think it's important to mention uh, that they were coming back from the most important night of his life. Okay. Um, his movie had just premiered. It did extremely well. Everyone was extremely happy. He got up there. He accepted the the award and he thanked everybody but Marie. <laughs> Except Marie. Except Marie, and, his and, and let's not forget to let him know that Marie in this film is a recovering alcoholic because that plays a major role in the film. Yeah, so they end up arguing. The argument takes place over the whole night. Literally, it's just argument after argument. I mean, they pulled no punches. I mean, I I, I know you shared some tears at some points. I found myself punching the air at some <laughs> points. Like, what the heck is going on? They but, literally said everything that they were feeling that they never yeah, spoke about. They let, they let like. everything out. And it um, ends with them... Not being done with the argument, so yeah. to speak. They just kind of let it go. They just kind of let it go. I guess, I guess they got tired and had to get some rest. I don't think it'll be their last argument. Probably not. Okay, guys. So when we watch these movies, we like to break it down into three topics and then discuss those. For Malcolm and Marie, the first topic is going to be, what are the rules in a healthy couple's argument? And like, what's below the belt? Yeah, number two is going to be, you know, timing is everything. So when is that perfect time to have that deep, uncomfortable discussion? Okay, and then number three is going to be, when is it too toxic and when is it time to call it quits? Mm. All right, so let's tackle uh, topic number one, which is? What are the rules in a healthy couple's argument? Like, what's below the belt? What should you never say? Mm. What should you say? When is it... What's okay to say? Mm, you want to start? Okay, I feel like this. Because we've had some arguments, just like their argument. It's like... Oh, yeah. There there were times in our relationship where I would be like, I'm, okay, I'm not going to say this to him because he can't handle the truth, right? He can't, oh, my he goodness. He can't handle me I saying this. I can't handle this. your truth. He's going to... He's going to... It's going to hurt him too bad. I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to damage him, right? But the truth of the matter is... I think without getting that out there, the other person never really knows what you see, how you feel, or what you're thinking because you you kind of sugarcoated too much for them. So I think the rules should be set in the beginning of that relationship. Like, look, no matter what it is, right, we're going to have these conversations. We shouldn't let them get, you know, to the boiling point. If we feel it getting to the boiling point, maybe we should just take a step back and, you know, take some time out to ourselves for a minute before we just jump off the deep end, which is not easy um, when you're young and uh, volatile. But I really do think that we should have a setting in the beginning, like let's not let's not damage one another because we love each other. Yeah. I think as long as you're not using it as a weapon, I think that's the key. Look, if you're telling your truth, I'm sorry, my truth might hurt you, Patrice, but this is how I feel. And I think that's, I think as long as you leading with that and as long as you, like, in good conscience, aren't trying to just hit below the belt on purpose, 
But I mean, you got to get it out because yeah. I mean, better out than in. And I think that, you know, yeah, it's going to hurt. Sometimes the truth hurts. A lot of times it's the other person's truth, though. But you still got to hear it, though, so you guys can get to it. Because, I mean, if it's that bad, I mean, imagine what it's doing for you. Just keeping it on the inside. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, and I think with age and with the age of the relationship, you kind of learn how to say the right things. You kind of learn how to make it palatable, I think. Yeah, but to me, it didn't really seem like in Malcolm and Marie, this was like a very long relationship of telling each other the truth because yeah. the argument that they showed us was, man, it was heavy, but it was all the heaviness at the same time. It wasn't like, I just want to tell you this. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, well, since you want to keep going there, this is how I feel. And then he's like, okay, well, then this is how I feel. And it just was a back and forth thing. Of, yeah, it definitely was. Um, a, it definitely was like a, it was a real fight. It was a real fight. Without hands. Without hands, for sure. I think that, I don't know. I think that they are very open in that relationship. I just think that they said some things that night that the other person hadn't heard or that they were holding back, you know, not saying. Because I know, I know just in our relationship, it was times where I would have these certain little nuggets that I just wouldn't say. Me too. I just wouldn't say, I mean, eventually they would come out because I felt like you was releasing yours, so I'm going to release this stuff. I I wasn't going to say this because I know that not only does this not really help get like in this fight, it actually probably takes it to another level. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in a fight, I guess, you know, you just, you don't want to lose, you know, <laughs> you don't want to lose the fight. You don't want to lose the relationship. But at the same time, you know, when somebody says something that hurts you or they say something and you feel like it's kind of off the wall and it was kind of uncalled for, you end up releasing some of the venom that you, <laughs> that you mm-hmm. holding, that you've been holding back. So, yeah. And I think you saw that in the movie. Their fights, their fight was very venomous. It was like, just a, a long, yeah. hard, painful experience. Definitely, like I said, you're not you're not trying to lose. Yeah, but is there really a winner and a loser between in the relationship in this argument? Because either way it goes, you end up coming back to the circle of love. Like we're if we stay together, right? Yeah, I think the ultimate winner is both you guys when the argument is over. But in that moment, though. <laughs> there's absolutely a winner and a loser. Like, I know in our arguments, if I can get you to be like, you know what, Eddie, I can't, I can't, and, I, and it sounds bad, but like when you start crying, I know I won. And not because I'm saying something that's so crazy, but in my mind, I've said so much, so much real stuff that she can't even combat, she can't compete with it. So she only can cry about it. That's what you think in yes, that moment? That's no, how I but feel. let me tell you the truth. When I'm crying, it's because I can't believe that, like, I even have to go here with him. And if I really, for real, go there, like, he's not gonna like it. Like, there was a time, I can, I can vividly remember this when, um, I hate to even bring up such deep things, right? But when I found out about, Noah and Ava, the truth about it. Prior to finding the truth out, right, I had reserved a lot of my comments for you because I didn't want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. But after I found all, all the stuff out, I just gave it all to you. And in that moment, I wasn't crying giving it to you. 
I was so angry and so hurt and just so resentful that I was like, man, fuck this shit. I'm not holding it back no more. He's going to get all of this. I don't care how he feels. I don't care how bad it hurts him because he clearly don't care how bad he's hurting me. And in that moment, when I'm not crying and telling you everything that I'm feeling, no, I don't even feel like the winner. I feel like I lost ultimately, but I feel like I'm giving it to you raw. And in the moment when I am crying, I'm crying because I'm still holding back because I don't want to blow up and and go all the way there with you. Mm. So you didn't win, bro. You just got the side. Well, that's we ain't like, talking about that argument. No, I'm just saying in general. No, that's that's I I respect that. It depends on the topic, though. If I'm dead wrong and I've been a complete just asshole in a situation, I'm not about to try to make you cry. Like to me, that's like that's that's just evil. I'm talking about those arguments that we have. Where it's like, look, I'm hitting her with facts. <laughs> these are these are facts, right? But you can't count my tears as you win. And like, I cry over nah, commercials. No, nah, no, nah, trust me. I count, because you were just like Reagan, right? Yeah. Our daughter Reagan, whenever you start hitting her with facts, and she can't really rebuttal it because you've already, you've already, it's checkmate. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much checkmate. Anything you going to say, for why you did what you did or why you feel how you feel. I've already told you everything around it. So now all you can do is cry about it and say, Eddie, I don't want to do this right now. So now at, at so now at where I'm coming from, first off, I won. <laughs> but second, if we haven't gotten to the bottom of it, then to me, you can't really dismiss me like that because now it just turns into, all right. But if you now won. We're gonna, now we're going to be arguing tomorrow over this because won. we haven't completely understood like but you said you won though oh i definitely won but if you won why keep going because i wasn't in it to win but i realized i did win Mm. so i feel like in this movie malcolm was saying things to her that were just hurtful and unnecessary facts she started it she did not start she started she absolutely did not start it i mean patrice listen they were in a relationship. She knew exactly how he felt about his craft. She knew exactly the type of person that she was with. When she called him mediocre, that's what started it. He did not hit below the belt. He came in the house. He was happy. But mediocre, Everybody, I feel like her saying that to him was like... She called him unoriginal. Dude, honey. you acting like you acting like you did all of this on your own. Like if, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have any of this content. So the bare minimum, what she was mad about was he didn't thank her in his speech. Right. That's what the problem was, which would have been my problem, too, because everything you just put on this screen was based off of me in some way, shape or form, even in, though in he her, said it opinion, wasn't. In right. Her opinion. Right. So her first little argument was kind of like, OK, you're mediocre. You're not original. You're unoriginal, blah, blah, blah. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have any content. Right. Pretty so much. Then he comes back. We saw the infamous like bathtub scene where he just completely just let her have it. And he talks about like, since you really want to know, this part of the character was this girl. This part was that girl. It was crazy. And, and also he, he really hit below the belt when he, he brought up her like he did. trying to slit her wrist with some old scissors. I mean, or not something. even that. I, I I mean, that was that was definitely below the belt. But I think what really was below the belt when he said that he slept with the girl in the Marriott suite 
and that they were in a heart shape. He described the bathtub and he said, I think we even did it in the closet. Like, that wasn't really necessary, bro. You could have left that out. Yeah, but that but that wouldn't have hurt me as much as the... Sometimes you get in the flow, you trying to win that argument. So you just... Everything comes out. Poop out your mouth. Especially, like I said, his feelings was hurt. Yeah. His feelings was hurt and he felt like she went below the belt. So what defines below the belt then? I think below the belt, I think I think Zendaya even, when she was mentioning like him having sex with the girl in the tub and stuff like that, and she even told him like that was unnecessary. That was just nasty. That was you just being a pig. That was you just being this or that. And she said, even said something like, you know, that was the one thing up until that point, the one thing I didn't have any arguments about was our sex life. And now I can't even see, I can't even see how I can't even believe I had unprotected sex with you. Yeah, the you're fact a that pig. you could, yeah, you're a pig, yeah. right? So I think if it has nothing to do with winning an argument, I think that it's it's below the belt. Uh, I do. Yeah, I think like when you just say stuff to me just to cut me. Yeah. You could keep it. If you got to if you got to inflict pain on me like that by telling me stuff that is so just that I don't need to know, not something that's affecting me in this relationship, but something you did with somebody else to try to just hurt me by it, keep that to yourself. I don't need that. Don't. Yeah. Or leave me the hell alone, right? If you want to cut me like that, leave me alone. That's too or, low. Or, uh, I mean, it's bringing up a past relationship below the belt. Like, if I was to say something to you like, yo, we know this your fault because none of your relationships work. This relationship only worked because of me. Mm. <laughs> Show me all your boyfriends left you. And this is stuff that you've maybe told me before. Like, yeah, he left me. He cheated on me, blah, blah, blah. Like, girl, I ain't the only one cheating on you. He cheated on me. Like, that's mm. that's pretty below the yeah, belt, right? Yeah, it's whack. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe bringing up... I mean, you know in a relationship if somebody's telling you something that really affected them, you know? Right. Something that they really, like... So throwing something in somebody's face that you know caused them pain and you're using it as a weapon, that's below the belt. Well, what do you do, though? If you in the heat of that argument, you if you in the highest point, the craziest point of the argument, and and you say something to me that you don't really feel like you hitting below the belt, but it does, though. I think if you're in a, a loving relationship, somebody got to be the bigger person. Like Somebody has to be like, hey, this is not a good look. This is not a good idea. Or... Like I said, you have to start off in the beginning with some ground rules. Like when you're getting into a relationship, look, these are the things that we're never going to do to each other. These are the things that I'm not going to accept. These are the things that I would never do to you. These are the things that I want you to never do to me. And if we can't agree upon those things, then it's probably not going to, it's not going to turn out well because at some point, one of us is going to do something to hurt the other one. Okay, so moving into topic two, right? Like, when is the timing-wise, when is the right time to, to, have, to have this deep discussion, mm -hmm. right? Um, like, you look at when I was with Miami and we won the championship, that was obviously, like, an emotional, like, high right there. Mm -hmm. But let's say, like her you had something that was really pulling you in the total opposite direction. Yeah. How do you, or when do you convey that to me so that, so that we can address that? Cause I mean, you, it has to be addressed, but at some point do you, do you celebrate my win 
or do you or do you say, you know what? Nah, this has to be addressed because I can't in good conscience. I don't even want to fake the funk with you like that. Because to me, that's kind of how she was doing. Like, I can't be fake. This yeah. is how I feel. I don't when know. When do you need to be addressed? I don't know if you remember this, but with the heat on that championship game, the night before the game, you and I got into an argument. I wish I could remember what we were arguing about, <laughs> but I can't. But I got to the point where I decided, because in Miami, we would go to the arena together. This day, I decided you had pissed me off so bad. I was like, no, I'm not going. You go. And because you played, you left a couple of hours before the game started. That's that passive aggressive shit. And so we were real. That wasn't passive aggressive. That's passive aggressive. Well, no, I wasn't being passive aggressive. I was. I was openly upset. Okay, but instead of you saying, "Hey," we, you knew we were both openly upset. Okay, you didn't care. You were so like, I "Probably," but I, I probably cared. I though. mean, but you didn't say anything. You were like, "I'm all right. I'll, I'll see you later." You left, uh -huh. and. As time was going on and I'm sitting there like I'm talking to myself and to God and I'm like, okay, look, if he wins this championship, if this is the game today and they win and I'm not there, I'm going to feel like shit because I know it's going to make him feel like shit. Like I should be there. So I pull myself together. I, you know, I get dressed and um, I go to the arena. I go to the game. And so I come and I'm there and you guys win. We go to the back room. It's time to take the family picture and stuff. And I, I do all the, like, you know, the superficial stuff. Um, but it's still that we both know, you know, it's messed up right now. And we go home and we hash it out or whatever. And, and it made you feel better that I actually, like, put myself to the side and went, even though we weren't talking and I was there for that. But but we both could feel the tension the rest of the, the time at the arena because it was so much going on and I just wasn't in the moment with you. Mm -hmm. um, I was happy for you. You know, you guys were celebrating together. You're in the locker room. You know, everybody's like shooting off the champagne and stuff. But I was not enjoying it because I was still holding on to whatever the heck the argument was. And I, like I said, I can't remember it. In retrospect, right, I wish that whatever our issue was the day before, we had resolved the day before so that the next day we could have both gotten up and really enjoyed that moment. So I think that there is a right and a wrong time to get into something because that kind of killed it for me. Like, I don't get to sit here and say, like, man, yeah, that was such a great time, like, blah, 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 because the games up until that championship, that winning game, they were fun. But mm -hmm. that one was just not it for me. Yeah. Um, so when is the right time to have a deep conversation? Like, like when would have been? Because the way that I looked at how you saw this film was mm -hmm. Zendaya should have just gone and and made love to him when he got back from his film premiere and let him go to bed happy and then deal with what she was feeling when like what like when and when is a good time for me to like when they get home let them get home mm, when they go back to the crib yes they real crib <laughs> let them let's go back to the real crib at least 25 hours later come on man like i'm sorry like in a night that big let me have my moment. 
because I will let you have your moment. You know, if you if you if you're getting an award for something, if if we celebrating you today, we're gonna celebrate you today. But tomorrow, tomorrow, or when we away from this situation, when the time is right, hey, listen, I'm gonna lead with that. Hey, I, I gave you your moment. I, I I celebrate you just like they do. But I need this. I we have to address some things. I do agree with you. If if it's at all possible, we should take a step back and. Let's live in this moment because for the most part, you know, these moments only happen once. Like, we're not going to do this again. This exact moment, we can't relive. So the best decision on a deep conversation is to make sure that we're on the right level before we begin the conversation. Okay, and so... I, I know you're not, you're not like that. <laughs> no, I mean... You're I, like, I'm, I'm pissed off right now. This is how I feel right yeah, now. No, I but, don't care if you just... But, but with that being said... The downside, though, to holding in whatever it is that I'm feeling or what I want to get out and talk to you about is that I legit got to put myself on hold and just make sure that I'm catering to your needs. Like she was, you know, trying to do in the film is just cater to him and make sure that he's okay. But the point that I think where they went from that high peak at the roller coaster to the low valley was when. She just kept looking at herself like, damn, so you just got to feel like crap to make sure he's okay. Like the whole night, I just got to be, I got to feel like crap so he could smile and and I'm crying on the inside. Like that's the tough part of holding it in and letting you live in your moment and trying trying to sit in that moment with you or her trying to sit in it with him. I think that's why it was so hard for her to just pull back out of it all the way because- your feelings, until you learn how to control them, you know, they're out of whack. They're out of control. And so when you're you're seeing all of this and you, your mind is replaying all of these things and you're going through all of this, there's no real way to just like sit in that and, and let it just tuck it in your purse until it's a good time to pull it out. It, it's tough. I do it. I don't really, I don't know how to completely just live life the way you're saying it should be lived. Like, oh, if I'm in this, like, let it be this. Like, you know, this is the height of my yeah, career. Just, let just me read do, the situation. Me, but that's what I do. It don't always, it's not always that cut and dry. I wish but, it could be. Trace, if you came to me and was like, Eddie, you ain't going to believe this. I just got a call from such and such and they said they want me to do this and do that. I am not about to say, oh, that's dope. But you know... I ain't talking to you right now because blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm not about to do that. Or you know that, you know, you've been neglecting me and I just feel like this and this and this. I'm not about to do that at that moment right there. I'm going to be happy with you. Damn, Patrice, that's crazy. So when they want you to start? So when they want you to do this and do that? Like, (laughs) for real, you know that that's how I am. And the inside, I'm probably like, damn, I got to push this back some more. I can't even, I can't even... Tell her how I'm really feeling right now. Now I got to push this back some more. But that's that's just what I do. That's just me. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. One thing about you that used to bother the hell out of me would be how you just like, it would be, it would be this big argument that we had. And then two hours later, you come up behind me trying to kiss me and, you know, rub on me. And I'm still pissed off. Like, what, yeah, what the hell is wrong with you? Because I feel like... What are we even arguing about? It's not even that serious. But that isn't what you said. That's just like, just the act alone with nothing 
that went along with it always made me feel like this. Does this dude have it's like that, that's split what, personalities? That, that's what like, was happening in the movie, though. Like, yeah, like my man Malcolm was really trying to, like, man, yeah. you know what? Let's just kiss and make up. That's yeah, really I think all it that just is. shows how different men and women are. I mean, like if you could, you could be in that heated argument, and then you just want to start making it's out. Not like, all women though, like we've also seen movies that start with a fight, and next thing you know, they're going at it. Like we've seen a lot of movies like that. Yeah. So it's it's almost like it's a turn on for some people. Well, I mean, I think people realize, like, man, we ain't fighting about nothing. Okay, got you, got you, got you. This ain't about nothing. Yeah. Okay, so topic three. When is a relationship too toxic? When is it time to call it quits? I think the first, one of the main things is an abusive relationship. Mm. Don't stay in an abusive relationship. Any type of abuse should not be tolerated. Verbal abuse, physical abuse. You know, you shouldn't feel like a prisoner in that in that relationship, I think. Okay, but sometimes you feel like a prisoner in the relationship and some of it could be within you, you know, like unresolved issues from your childhood or your past that you're bringing into this relationship and pulling out. So I think before you, and I'm not referring to the physical side because physical, you, you know that out the gate, but sometimes the emotional side of it, you feel like you're being emotionally abused and it could really be that you're emotionally scarred. So I think in relationships, I think it's important to make sure that we are doing the mental health checks that we need to do for ourselves. Yeah, and I mean, talk to a counselor. Get a relationship counselor. Right. Don't let your friend be a counselor, though. Yeah. I think that's a bad move. But yeah, ultimately, I think uh, if something's physical, you should get out. I think if something, if it's just too much, I mean, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a mental break, to decompress, to see if you guys, you know, come back together. I took a lot of breaks. Did you? Well, I always saw you, so I never knew when you was taking a break. No, I took a lot of mental breaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was checked out a lot. Jeez. Like, I just felt like, is this worth it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I did, because it was just so much. Like, I felt like you just was slapping me in my face left and right. Like, like in, in, in the scene, watching her sit in that tub and him just keep punching her with his words, I felt so bad for her. Like, I felt like I've been there before. Like, damn, like in some way, shape or form, I just could feel that pain that she was experiencing in that scene. Like he just was saying the the worst things that he could you say know, to her. For me, like, I don't feel like I was like that. First off, you don't let me get more than five words out before you cut me off anyway. I don't want to hear that. So what I had to learn to do with you is... I had to make my words kind of pierce really quick. Really? Yeah. So I don't have to yell or nothing like that. If I yell, it's because you already yelling and I got to just match the tone of the conversation. But yeah, that's the only time I was letting my words really pierce like that. And like I said, when I got older and I learned to just appreciate our union more, I stopped doing that. Because to me, it wasn't even, it stopped being about the win for me. For me, it's more important that we figure out whatever the heck it is that has us thrown off balance. 
and then we get back balanced out. Because, I mean, life is hard enough, and it's a lot more easy when things at home are okay. Yeah, when you're on the same page. Right. So, yeah, I think, like I said, um, physical, definitely, you know, hit the road, get out of there if it's physical. So do you um, think, and watching Malcolm and Marie, right? Mm-hmm. And that that scene that we got to watch unfold, did you feel like this is some toxic mess and they need to get out of this relationship? Um, I think it depends. I think if that's if that's not the first time that that type of thing has happened, then yeah, they should probably get out of that relationship. But I think if that was just one of those nights, you know, emotions were high. I think anytime that emotions are very high in one direction, it's always the chance that it could sway in the other direction. Anytime you're riding very, very high, man, it's a, it's a chance that you can get very low. So I think that that was just one of those nights. I think if just one of those nights became one of those days and one of those mornings and then one of those nights again, then yeah, you should you should get up out of there. I mean, even the fact that he brought up her trying to uh, kill herself, I think that was... A low blow. That was a low blow. And I think that that's something that might have been too much. Not might have been. That definitely was too much. And then he said that, you know, and then minutes later, he's telling her how I love you so much. Like, what you don't understand Yeah, he is, led with like, that, though. He led with I love you and all of that. Like, he was telling her how he felt, but you could see the pain in him, though. Like, he didn't want to say that. Like, I didn't see was, the pain in him. Yeah, you got to rewatch that scene. Because I, I watched it. Like, you could see it. No, you could see where well, she was in pain the whole time. Right. Like, she was in the bathtub. She was just soaking it all in. And then he came in there with, you know, and he got to talking about, man, I love you. I this, I that. But then, yeah, he definitely got into, yeah, well, this girl was that. This girl was that. So I think that. The suicide part was definitely too much. I don't think that should have ever been, you know, brought up in that manner. I think you got to be very sensitive to that. And for her, I think she knows him. And you know how vulnerable he is mentally about his work, his craft and everything. So for you to start judging him, and even if you don't mean it, for you to call him mediocre, for you to for you to say the, the type of things that you were saying to him, I think that was too much. Because to me, that's a trigger. And you asking for some sort of rebuttal. You asking for some sort of, you know, reaction. Mm-hmm. I think you got to be careful when you asking for reactions in relationships because sometimes you are gonna get something that you I get it. Right? Yeah, you might get. You might just get something you can't really tell somebody was too much for them. So the moral of the story is you both kind of got to guard your tongue. You right? should definitely guard your tongue. And and like you and I have both exited relationships for one reason or another. Um, Not necessarily, it didn't have to be that it was toxic, although at some point it was a toxic relationship that we walked away from. I know I did. And I feel like when you look back on those relationships and you realize, man, if I had just used some more common sense, I would have walked away a lot sooner or I would have never even gotten involved. Or so I think that I don't in, know if it's common sense. It's sometimes it's just being naive. Sometimes it's like you said, you experience things in your past, you might feel like it's you. Like maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the reason why we can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. But uh ultimately, I think you just gotta know when it's toxic. You gotta feel like this is not right. 
this isn't what a relationship should be. I shouldn't feel this way. This isn't love. This love shouldn't hurt, mm-hmm. you know. But sometimes love does hurt. No, I'm saying it shouldn't though. <laughs> shouldn't hurt. Yeah, no, it shouldn't. And so the the end of the story is like for Malcolm and Marie, hopefully within this relationship, this was just one moment in time. It wasn't their relationship altogether. You know? Yeah, unfortunately though, when he woke up and she wasn't in the bed, I don't know. I I was kind of I don't know. To me, it's probably it for them. it's probably it for them. I don't see a Malcolm and Marie too. Maybe a Malcolm and uh somebody else or Marie and somebody else, but I don't see Malcolm but I and think Marie too. What what made me feel like that was not out of the norm for her to just be walking around outside or you know breathing in the fresh air or whatever. He knew where to go find her. He didn't think, oh, shoot, she left. You well, know she what I mean? wasn't anywhere in the house. The car was still there. She's outside. <laughs> she said she went outside to pee. Hmm. Crazy. It was weird. It was weird. But I did kind of like rock with it because I felt like somebody somewhere needs to see this. This is real. This is yeah. really how some things go. And let this be your example. In typical uh, Carmel and Cheddar fashion, we have our rating system. Uh, I got a feeling this this one's going to be a little bit brutal. Um, we rate it based on love, right? We rate it not based on if the movie was good or not, because this movie was incredible. Um, but based on the amount of love that was in this movie, we give it a, a small bag of popcorn, a medium, a large, or a jumbo for love. Jumbo amount of love, medium amount of love. You know, you get it. So how much love was in this film, Patrice? For me, this film had a small 50-50 mix of Mm. caramel and cheddar popcorn amount of love. Small, small, small amount of love. I wish we could give it a kernel. (laughs) I wish we could say this had a kernel of love, honestly, because... I do know that at some point they did have some love in that relationship, but I do think that they just might not be right for each other. I think Malcolm could find somebody that's more aligned with his creative side, with his compulsive type perfectionist behavior that can pour into him what he needs to be poured into. And I think somebody could nurture Marie and let her be the strong woman that she wants to be and you know I think that she can find that counterpart I don't know that those two personalities work for each other although you do have cases where like opposites attract they probably should just like yeah. you know yeah they should call yeah, it thank you probably. for what you've done for me I think Absolutely. you know thank you for what you've done also and I love you I love you forever if you yeah. need me I'm here but maybe we need to go our separate ways and maybe that separation could let them see that, you know, we can fix this. Or maybe it's like, oh, somebody over here that's better for me. Like I said, don't get me, don't get it twisted. This, this is, is a an good incredible, movie. incredible movie to watch. Yeah. They'll have you fooled, man. You'll think that he's really like this in real life and she's really like that in real life. Like, But the fact that I cried and I really like meant that cry from watching this movie, yeah. I, I, I could feel the pain that Marie or Zendaya conveyed 
And I felt like that was that was too much pain for me to then give this a big amount of love. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share, comment, comment and, tell uh, your friends. Tell a tell friend. Their and friends. also, hey, we need movies. Let us know what what movies we need relationship movies not just any movies relationship movies all right guys we're trying to help you guys give us right? some suggestions we're trying to help ourselves this is this is therapy to us to watch these movies yeah. and to and to and to have these awakenings like oh wow that's how you felt i, yeah. I see to dissect that's how you felt. Yeah. our relationship while Absolutely. we dissect these we we kind of are you know definitely this is therapeutic right so help us y'all <laughs> Help us. Send us the movies y'all think that we need to watch. All right, guys. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Peace out. It's Carmel and Cheddar Bay. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Bay. A forever thing is Carmel and Cheddar Bay. We forever made this Carmel and Cheddar Bay. The Players Tribune.com